Hey guys, <clears throat> excuse the uh, gravelly voice. <laughs> it's been kind of a silent week, really. Um, not much talking <clears throat> to real life humans. <laughs> um, I've had a bit of time to myself, which has been an absolute blessing. It doesn't really doesn't happen often um, with a two year old in tow. Um, and I haven't been working as well, so I've had some real kind of self-reflection time. It's been, I find myself, I find it really difficult to record these podcasts when I'm feeling the planetary energies so strongly myself. Because, you know, I've got cancer rising and the shell goes up and I'm just like, nope. I gotta protect myself and I'm not letting anyone in. No grit in my eye. No, I know ca um, crabs aren't oysters, but fuck it. Let's go with the analogy because I think Pearl is, Pearl is the, um, it's the birthstone of cancer, I think. Um, yeah. And uh, that bit of grit desperately trying to get inside, the, all this Scorpio energy desperately trying to get inside to create a pearl but it's so uncomfortable <laughs> it reminds me of a ring actually that belonged to my grandmother that then got passed down to my mum and my aunt and I think it's been in my uh, care for a while and it's like a gold ring I don't own any kind of apart from my engagement ring I don't own any kind of expensive jewellery um, just the shoes, <laughs> as you all learned from the last episode, <laughs> just the Manolo Blahniks, you know, <laughs> they have actually got gems on them as well. <laughs> They're like feet jewellery, really. Um, how Piscean is that? <laughs> Moon in Pisces all the way and midheaven. Um, yeah, this ring, it's gold and then it's like an open clamshell with, uh, in gold as well, sitting on the top as the setting and then it's got a pearl inside and I love it because it's like, it's got a little secret inside, but it's also like protected, very cancerizing, <laughs> very cancer zodiac sign. It's awesome. Anyway, I am feeling brave enough today to come on. So there's only a couple of days until the new moon, but let's let's talk about it anyway. And there's just so much other stuff in the planets going on at the moment that, you know, maybe this can be more of a general, general one. Let's see what happens. I've not written any notes. I'm just going ad hoc. So kind of old style. Um, I was getting really good at keeping my notes and... Uh, all the exact mathematical information, but I think it does disconnect me somewhat from the intuitive stuff, um, which I think usually holds the real gems. I don't know, what do you guys think? Like, it would be good to know. Um, I think the mathematical stuff's really important, and if I was to set a plan for, you know, uh, my approaches online to sharing this information, then perhaps the mathematical information can go on. Um, go online as a kind of image with all of it there to see and then the podcast can be more of a kind of flow of intuition and connection to kind of um yeah higher sources and and the universe and and all of you as well so as i look out of my window because i'm actually in the great privilege of being able to walk around in my house alone right now to record this so this is not from the midheaven moon rising car office 
This is from the home shack. <laughs> and outside of my window, I've been telling all my good friends about this this week. There's the most beautiful tree. I think it's a maple. Um, it's the leaves on it. I shared a picture, actually, a photo to my stories on Instagram earlier this week of a really the same tree um but um outside a window of a different venue and um the the leaves all look like stars and when they fall on the ground even more so they just it's like looking up at the sky but looking down on the ground i think that's <laughs> some kind of metaphor for um grounding uh, spiritual energies into and utilizing them into reality as I look at that, my phone tells me 444, and I saw 444 on the TV earlier and last night, and I'm not sure what the fours are about. I'm all about the 1111. Um, <clears throat> and it was yesterday, apparently, a huge portal for, uh, because it was the 11th of the 11th month, 11th day of the 11th month, and then at 11.11 a.m. and p.m., um, yeah, basically that's not happened for many years and it was a great portal of opening for um, healing and, you know, new messages and it's like a real magical time and if you can tap into it, then I do truly believe that we're going through a magical time. Um, so just to finish up about the tree outside of my window, the star tree, because it's autumn, all of the leaves are changing colour and it's so beautiful because down our street, the sunlight must hit the different houses at different times of the day. And uh, we've got houses either side. So on one side, we have this row of kind of like 60s, um, really odd houses, but they've actually got a lot of space inside them. Um, and that's the ones we live in. They've got these like white plastic cladding on the outside. They're really unattractive, <laughs> but they are fantastic if you have lots of Capricorn energy because... They are very practical, um, they work really well, there's a lot of room and there's so much white space on the wall that you can really fill up with like lots of your own personality, which I love. And on the other side of the street are these kind of really grand, detached, so these are all um, terrace houses and attached all the way along. And then on the other side, we have really grand kind of standalone, um, yeah, soul, I wanna say soul trader, that's not right. I'm thinking about tax returns. Um, you know, like standalone houses, I can't think of the right word for them now, detached houses, you know, with their own beautiful like hedges around them and <clears throat> really old kind of attractive like decorative details you know like wooden door frames and window frames and things like that nice circular windows really like quirky cute little things um very different to our house <laughs> that we currently live in um yeah and as the sunlight uh, comes up and goes down every day it hits each of these trees so these trees line the street all the way up there's the star trees and um one end of the street the tree the leaves on the trees have already turned red and as you walk down the street they are gradually turning so down our end of the street they are the most green and yellow but now our our tree is getting hit with the sunlight and the red is starting to come through and it's kind of like you know you can get this that hair thing um is it ombre where they um blend the colors of the hair 
with hair dye um, so it kind of like would be <laughs> from red to yellow or yellow to red it just looks really lovely and this year I've been thinking a lot or the last few months about the astrology and how the astrology fits with the um what's that word sorry I'm trying to make a little stand for my phone so I don't actually have to hold it and feel like a yeah I can just <laughs> I can just let go oh. and um yeah with the seasons and the astrological uh transits that are going on and um Pam Gregory a great uh, UK based astrologer she does a really good YouTube podcast uh, once a fortnight she said um that when Mars obviously Mars has been retrograde for quite some time now and uh, is going direct on Monday is it or Friday god my brain is not working this week what day are we on 12th I think Mars goes direct tomorrow um gradually uh gradually getting going again and um as mars was retrograde it was really close to the earth and we had some really freak warm days um as pam gregory predicted in one of her podcasts a while back and it was just absolutely fascinating because we had this really cold weather patch um where all the winter coats came out and i was wearing my scarf the other week and uh, my my boots with like you know fake fur in them and stuff and now I'm like sitting here in a t-shirt again and um, yeah, the thought of wearing fake fur and a scarf at the moment is just making me boil over and I, you know, it's not just because I'm pregnant, that's like just the general temperature outside. It's, it's crazy really. Um, yeah, sometimes we get really beautiful autumns in the UK but uh, they can be a bit temperamental but I never expect it to be hot you know and it has been particularly so much so many degrees oh, can't get my words out so many degrees warmer than you would expect for the time of year and Pam Gregory says that that's all to do with Mars being so much closer to the earth and it's interesting the Leo King also shared about this um is it one high vibe tv on his app um when he does uh, I think it would have been deep astrology because he shows the charts of the astrology of the week. Uh, a few weeks ago, he showed, you know, how close Mars is to the Earth. It's so fascinating. Um, I often just listen to those um, podcasts. I'm doing something else, um, you know, filling that kind of empty space. Uh, and I'm, my, what's the word? My, <laughs> my concentration is pretty slack. And so if i can i just sat here trying to watch a youtube video by the leo king actually and i just found it too intense just watching and i found like i don't take in the information because i'm taking in the image so if i'm doing something else then i can take the information in and if i'm maybe like cleaning for work or whatever then yeah it's nice that the information can go in my phone's just hitting 11 11 right now that's interesting <laughs> yeah so there's that portal again it does feel like a very uh universe guidance rich time if that makes sense um the astrology is nuts and i'm not sure well i know that i can't say it any better than david palmer this week if you go to <clears throat> i believe it's on his high vibe account as well but if you go to youtube there's certainly the video that i've just listened to um it's absolutely brilliant i 
can't quite remember the name of it now, but basically it's a recent one and it's um, he's in Sedona. I don't know where that is. If you're in the US, please tell me where Sedona is. I would love to know. It looks amazing. There's a lady that I follow um, called Alchemistic, um, O-W-L, chemist, and then istic on the end. <laughs> She's awesome. Um, and she does like some really nice like natural... I don't know, like body butters and cream remedies and stuff like that. Anyway, but she's also like very frank and open about like lots of kind of typically Scorpio subjects. Let's leave it at that. Go go, give her a, um, a follow and a watch to see what I'm talking about. But she's very open and she's, yeah, she's really kind of eye-opening. Um, and I think she's in Utah and um, she always seems to be around at different times of the day to my East Coast followers and um, my Kansas followers and um, where else are we? Detroit and, um, oh God, where's that other one? Oh, I can't think now. Um, (laughs) I'm so stupid. I'm a bit like, I just imagine all my US followers like being together in a small bubble and it's just so not true. When I look at a map of America, I realise that no, it's not like that at all. Um, I think it's that most of them are connected kind of via social media already. So that's the kind of bubble. <laughs> um, all together in spirit always. Um, and yeah, so in Sedona in this video that the Leo King's doing, so it's a video that he used to do years ago. Um, so he's not done a deep astrology this week. He's done something different, which I'm actually all for. I find it really interesting when he mixes things up a bit. Um, and it looks just like the mountains in Utah um, from this other lady's account that I follow. Um but I'm assuming it's maybe not there. Um, but I can't actually think where the where the Leo King is based because he moves so much. Or he seems to have done anyway in the last year. Um, but yeah, he was in a place called Sedona and he did this amazing video with the rocks in the background and he just put the astrology so beautifully and um, harking back this this time right now and how it connects back to 13 years ago uh, with Jupiter-Pluto conjunction and he, like for me that is so profound for what is happening in my life right now and I'm sure I'm not alone in that um, and I would look you know in a practical astrology sense I would look to your birth chart to see where 22 degrees of Capricorn is falling um, and try and you know unearth the mysteries of it because it is absolutely fascinating it's a really i'm finding it a really intense one which is unsurprising because it's pluto um and it's huge you know it's not just a little this isn't a little week you know (laughs) not by a long shot is it a little week uh it's possibly the biggest week of the year of the last 13 years and of integrating what's happened in the last 13 years and the direction that we all took back then at the last Jupiter Pluto conjunction um, and bringing it round to now and are we gonna live in fear and live in that Pluto element and just live in the depths and the darkness and 
And the kind of, um, the Leo King put it so well, he said, you know, it's like being, locking ourselves up in, you know, like a, you know, like a mental asylum or something like that. And I always find anything about mental asylums, like I watched a film about a mental asylum the other day, horror film. What was it called? Um, Session Nine. It was apparently, I think it was actually from 2001. And I had this kid in it from Empire Records. And I was like, oh my God, I know that guy. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't particularly, I don't know, but because it was a mental hospital, and I think this Pluto and Jupiter, they are exactly on my 22 degree Mercury um, in Capricorn in the seventh house. My mind is um, has definitely been through some mental states this year and absolutely like mental illness is very is such a strong theme this year and you know Pluto really takes you to the depths and at like the end of last year as well um so also relevant to right now is end of October beginning of November last year when I think um we had Mercury retrograde recently which is now direct again and moving back into Scorpio having retrograded into Libra um venus was in the same position last year and um fuck me the parallels are huge like i cannot even begin to describe um just from my own personal experience of this week and uh the last well yeah the last since saturday really it's all been a bit mental and um but totally relevant and a big part of me has wanted to go into that you know the pluto depths to sort of dig deep into the ground and and hide and just feel sorry for myself and I've done a bit of that (laughs) mostly I've gone with my Pisces moon because you know the moon is where our comfort comes from and the things that we do to make ourselves feel better on a daily basis and I've just (laughs) tapped into escapism oh my god I can't tell you how much I've wanted to have a glass of wine this week um but I'm not drinking because I'm pregnant and I'm having one cup of caffeinated tea a day and uh, yesterday when I had my caffeinated cup of tea it was just fucking amazing and I was like oh my god I miss this Um, because it just gives me a hit of adrenaline and makes me feel kind of alive again Um, and I don't know if you can hear but I've got the Teletubbies on in the background (laughs) that's pretty random isn't it for anyone that doesn't know who the Teletubbies are they are it's a kids program for toddlers they are infuriating but toddlers do seem to love them and uh, there's a yellow purple green and red one (laughs) basically men dressed up in fluffy suits and they live in teletubby land which looks a bit like hobbit land with all the mounds and round doors (laughs) and they don't really talk English, they just jabber, but toddlers seem to understand what they're saying, so that's great. <laughs> and even though my toddler's gone out, it's still on in the background because <laughs> it's a, such a strange experience being in my house, like I said, alone without the toddler. I find it really odd. Anyway, um, so I've been zoning out and through lack of um, really negative escapism forms such as alcohol and and adrenaline hits from caffeine. Um, 
I've been watching a lot of films or TV series that I can just get into and just completely connect with. And yesterday, I think I binge watched something. I think it was called, uh, was it called Afterlife? Or is that the other thing? Anyway, it was really good. Uh, it was on BBC iPlayer. So it was a British thing. Just about this woman who'd come out of prison after 18 years and um, she'd gone in at the age of 18 so she's the same age as me and um, she was slightly mental but she, actually she was kind of the most in the end of it she was the most sane character out of everybody <laughs> people on the outside world that were like really worried about her and like oh god you know she's a murderer and um, and she had mur- murdered somebody um, but she'd paid her time and anyway it was a fascinating watch and I really got into it And again, though, it was a bit like the Leo King saying about, you know, getting stuck in the mental asylum and feeling sorry for yourself. It kind of took me to that place, um, as did the horror movie the other week, where I can all too easily feel the empathy and the experience of somebody stuck in a mental asylum. It's like one of my biggest fears. It hasn't ever actually happened, but I do fear it (laughs) definitely for my old age. (laughs) Oh my God. And just having that lack of freedom, you know, um, and I was in the hospital earlier this week and my mum messaged me and she was just like, Oh, I hope you're like, because I used to work in a hospital and uh, I quite like the hospital environment. For me, it's nothing really fearful. It's it's a really safe environment. It's like the best place to be, really, isn't it? If there's any issues going on, any problem, be in the hospital. And, um, and the COVID thing was fascinating, like really was not prevalent at all where we are. And, um, and it felt safe and... Um, yeah, felt like a good environment to be in. But what I did, so she was saying, because she's an astrologer as well, she was saying, I hope your moon and midheaven in Pisces are enjoying the, the hospital surroundings. And it was just like, actually, no, because my Aquarius sun, um, so ruled by Uranus, was desperate for my freedom. I just felt really, the last time I went into hospital was this time last year. And I ended up being stuck in there for three days. And It is really difficult to get out of hospital once you're in and once they make you an inpatient. It is, oh, I don't know. You know that experience? Like, it's fucking terrifying because you just feel like your whole independence is taken away from you. So I made a real point of... When I used to work in the hospital, we used to encourage women. It was um, in midwifery. And we used to encourage women like not to just lay straight on the bed because it's like an automatic thing to go into a hospital and lay down on a, on a hospital bed and just become the patient and become the victim. And I made a real conscious point of standing up, walking around. And when I did get into a room, um, I sat on a chair and then I stood up and I opened the curtains and I looked out the window and I just... I was very actively not staying in overnight because as soon as I got there, they put a cannula in my arm. And, you know, you I don't think you can just walk out of hospital with a cannula in your arm because, I've you know, I don't know how to take those out safely. And I just worry that I would get an infection and things like that. So, you know, as soon as you've got a cannula in your arm, you're like, oh, my God, what are they going to do to me? And in the end, they didn't do anything to me. They didn't hook me up to any drips. They didn't give me any medication. Um, it took long enough for me to ask for and get a glass of water, for God's sake. Um, yeah. 
And then they took the cannula out and they hadn't even needed it. And I was just like, oh, great. So you've had access to one of my <laughs> main veins in my body, but um, you haven't used it. And the, the, I don't know, just the risk of infection was a massive thing when I was at the hospital. So it's just like <laughs> in the back of my mind anyway, like completely off topic. Um, but yeah, being trapped in mental asylums, uh, definitely a fearful state. And the really, you know, I'm getting a lot of hope from the fact that this new moon in Scorpio coming up on the 13th or the 14th, depending on where you are in the world. So uh, in the UK, I think it's the 14th in the early hours of the morning. And in the in America, it's the 14th um, Pacific Standard Time. Um yeah, it's the 14th as well, but kind of late late at night, I think. I can't quite remember, but I know it's on the 13th and the 14th. Sorry, no, it would be on the 13th in um, the Pacific Standard time zone. But yeah, and then UK, it's on the 14th in the early hours. And um, it's a 23 degrees Scorpio. And the really exciting thing about this is that it's a real opportunity because we've had Mercury in Scorpio then it went retrograde into Libra now it's back in Scorpio again and we've got the Sun in Scorpio as well and um, there's all this uh, you know we've had Mars retrograde and now Mars is going direct and Mars is the old ruler of Scorpio so a new ruler of Aries but used to rule Scorpio before Pluto was discovered and, um, you know, we've got Pluto and Capricorn. So there's a lot of Scorpio energies going on right now. And the fantastic thing is that when this new moon rises for us, it's going to be incredible. It's such an opportunity to lift ourselves out of this. And as many astrologers have said this week, and I'm going to say it as well, because my favourite thing about Scorpio energies is being the phoenix and rising from the ashes um, after you've been down to the absolute depths and the fantastic way that I've heard this described because I can't you know take this as for my own um, information but I've heard it from a few really reputable astrologers now that the final deacon of Scorpio so the final um, 10 degrees pretty much so 20 to 29 degrees of Scorpio is all about the phoenix rising up and this new moon is at 23 degrees of scorpio so it's very much in that zone of the phoenix lifting up uh, rising from the ashes and bursting its wings into flames and taking flight and you know coming back so i mean when we think about mars being the old ruler um and mars being such a strong fire sign and um or fire planet and just that pure bright energy that comes an initiatory energy that comes with um you know planetary influence and then you think of the phoenix bird and birds in general rising up i've seen so many images of birds this week as well online and um yeah i swear i saw a squirrel fly out of a tree yesterday i don't even think we have flying squirrels in this country but it was fascinating um the things you see when your mind is so occupied that you're just kind of functioning on sort of intuitive experience really and you're very much kind of going through the motions but 
you are really not connected to this kind of physical plane. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Um, so yeah, this new moon in Scorpio is going to be at 23 degrees. So I would look in your birth chart to see which house 23 degrees of Scorpio falls in. And um, that will give you the area of life where you can be beginning to feel these new seeds of intention coming coming into coming into form. And it's just it's just um, the very initial sowing of the seed right now, you know, putting the seed into the ground and giving it some water. It's not there's no results really at a new moon. Um, it's unless the result that you're after is for a new um, burst of energy and insight to to move into the light and to <laughs> raise as the phoenix, in which case that is quite a positive new. And that's how I'm focusing on it. I suppose. Um, so if it's in your 10th house, it may be to do with work and career. If it's in your fourth house, it might be to do with your home and your family and your your family roots. If it's in your third house, it'd be to do with communications, your mind, um, higher learning and uh, siblings, cousins as well, your locality as well. Um, if it's in your first house, it will be connected to your physical body and your appearance. Uh, and so on and so forth. Um, I have written that actually into the into the astrology course, which again has fallen by the wayside. Um, but just the different houses and um, areas. They're also in the moon the moon phase readings. There's like a a brief little synopsis of each house meaning and each zodiac sign meaning meaning in the readings. Um, which is just a really handy reference point to help you learn your own astrology over the time. And so after a while, you can say, oh, yeah, 12th house, you know, that's spiritual endeavors, that's dreams, that's psychic insight, you know, or the eighth house, that's inheritance, that's ruled by Scorpio um, and Pluto. And it's, um, you know, it can be finances, it can be sex, it can be death, it can be regeneration, things like that. Um, and eventually, you know, these, these, ideas sink in so that you are walking around <laughs> somebody great actually uh the spiritual gardener on instagram she shared a great thing the other day that was all about what it's like to be an astrologer and it was just like yeah memorizing so many people's birth charts and that's really all you focus on and it's so true that like you walk around with these images of uh yeah of a birth chart chopped up into 12 pieces and then the planets there and their their interactions with other planets and the houses and all that stuff and it's so true because you do you just end up um memorizing these things and I used to think it was amazing that my mum would memorize somebody's sun sign for goodness sake and then as I got older it was like oh yeah sun moon and rising yeah how good am I and then you know <laughs> over the years it's like oh, okay like we're so much more than than those bits although although those bits are so important um so yeah it's really fascinating um and what else is there to say about the new moon in scorpio just really good time to set new intentions so look to the house the house placement of 23 degrees of scorpio to see where in your life you might be setting the new intentions and then scorpio is all about well, 23 degrees of Scorpio is all about rising from the ashes. Where do you need to regenerate? Regenerate. Where do you need to raise up? Where do you feel that you've gone far too much into the darkness and you need to trust 
don't wallow in the darkness you know this is a great time to rise out of the darkness and you have the option you know you've always got your free will to to handle this astrology however you would like to and me saying that this week and it being such a difficult week you know I don't I don't say these things lightly and I am genuinely starting to believe that that even in the darkest of times that is absolutely the answer and that you do need to find the light through um, from wherever it is that you are and that life is all cycles when we think of the moon phases life is all about cycles and there will be some dark quiet times and there will be some yeah highly intense times and then there will be the lighter times and you know it ebbs and flows always um, very much with the moon phases as well um and so yeah with this new moon in scorpio it's a really great time to to start to focus on the light again and and the lifting back up i saw somebody share something on the social media the other day um that's only six weeks in the uk until it starts getting light again in the mornings <laughs> which is crazy really i mean i'm really grateful that my toddler is sleeping kind of so much better with the darkness in the mornings <laughs> but um yeah, it is nice to have a bit of uh, bit of daylight as we wake up in the morning instead of waking up into the dark. Very scorpionic, isn't it? <laughs> um, as we go through this part of um, of the year. So, where are we now? We're mid November. Yeah, in the UK, we're in the middle, halfway through an imposed lockdown, which means that we can still go to work. Um, but we can't see friends and family. Oh God, it is so, such Capricorn themes, like being told what to do by, you know, higher powers. I say that loosely. And then um, whether or not we, we go with that. And I read something really fantastic by Claire Martin recently. And um, she's a really fantastic UK astrologer as well. And she set up the Faculty of Astrologers, um, which is kind of pretty much the one astrology course that you can do in the UK that gives you, um, you know, like a piece of paper at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, um, she runs a diploma course and you can do it in different modules as well. I was looking at that recently. Um, I know my mum did it um, a few years ago. And um, the really cool thing about that, I'm just going to go off on this segue because it is kind of interesting is that when my mum did it, it was held at Oxford University and you got to stay in the halls, which were in like the really old, rickety old buildings that you see in like films and stuff. And um, they were actually being taught in like the banquet room in the Harry Potter films, <laughs> you know, where they sit and they have the amazing meals and the really long tables and everything. Well, that's in Oxford University, apparently. And... This is where the Faculty of Astrologers run their course. How cool is that? Like, that's, I think that's the main reason I want to go. <laughs> I'm not a massive Harry Potter fan, but I do love some magic and mystery and some really good old architecture as well. Um, oh, God, why was I talking about that? Claire Martin, she said something. Yes, that when we're younger, um, it was all about psychological development, really. Uh, and I think connected to moon signs and uh, because it's our place of comfort and our habitual routines 
And that when we're younger, we do what we're told because we realise that that is the thing that means that our parents love us and are kind of nice to be around and the rules are less scary if you follow them kind of thing um which is so prevalent for me right now with a toddler because i find myself putting up constant no 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 and i rarely say yes which i just you know it's such a challenge and you can just see it's just like yeah but why why is it no mum and then you're like oh my god and you're reflecting back at yourself thinking yeah why is it no why am i telling you no you can't do that and it's generally because you're worried that they're going to hurt themselves but at some point you know um, independence needs to needs to develop and Claire Martin was saying that when we start to grow up and as we go through puberty and um, then into our 20s and 30s and become more independent and in charge of our own lives that there's a point where those rules that we learnt are things that the the moon sign well no because if you've got moon in sag then maybe not or moon in aries you may just completely rebel but basically um you have the choice of either conforming to the rules um which is not that's not having um evolved in a kind of human psychological way that's very much staying in the childlike state by just conforming or do you weigh up the pros and cons of what you've been told? So her example that she gives in, in her book, Claire Martin, is that she says there's a like a lecture theatre and it's coming to the end of the tea and coffee break, but you've just poured yourself a new cup of coffee um, and you're told you can't take any cups of coffee into the lecture theatre. What do you do? Do you leave your cup of coffee outside and forget about it? Do you drink it up quickly and burn yourself? Or do you decide to make that risk assessment for yourself and think, actually, no, I'm going to take this into the lecture theatre because I want to take my coffee into the lecture theatre and I'm an adult now and this is my decision and I will, you know, I take into account all of the potential repercussions. I just think that, like, <laughs> not being able to take your cup of coffee into the lecture theatre is ridiculous anyway. And it's about that kind of sense of um ownership ownership really and um, with lots of planets in capricorn i do find it difficult to flout the rules often because i feel i'm very much like yep the rules are in place for a reason <laughs> but it's it's really hard when i think with a you know an aquarius sun if you have a lot of uranus in your chart or a lot of aquarius then there's a natural instinct to rebel at the same time, mostly for no real reason other than I don't want to conform, which is also a bit ridiculous. Um, you see this a lot in Moon in Aquarius as well. They do not want to conform to um, societal standards. They want to do things in their very own way because they're very um, future-minded. They see well ahead into the future. Um, it fascinates me. I'm looking out of my window again and we have a school college really near to our house. And as much as nobody's supposed to be socialising outside of our homes, all of the students are walking in bunches of about 20, all bunched together, no social distancing, no masks, all that sort of stuff. And this is totally appropriate to the rules, isn't it? Because there's a part of me that's just like, what are they doing? They're making this really bad. But then when I was at the hospital the other day, the confirmed cases within our hospital was two. Two people had the virus at that point. Uh, it may have changed by now, 
Um, and then later on, I heard that those two people had been brought in from outside of Norwich anyway. So it's kind of like, uh, do the restrictions really need to be in place all over the UK? Um, and I know it's a kind of safety method that they're trying to implement so that we can all jo enjoy a Christmas with our families together. Um, but as me and a good friend of mine have discussed recently, we both believe that the proposed one month of lockdown will be extended um, until just before Christmas. Then it will be lifted. Then everyone will go crazy and meet up and spread germs and stuff. And then it will be shut down again just after Christmas. And we'll be in lockdown until maybe March, April time. And um, this must be what the government is thinking because they have, you know, the furlough scheme. Um, so financial assistance for employers and then for self-employed people as well has been extended um, until April next year, which I don't know. Like, why would they do that unless they felt that we would be going into a lockdown for some longer period of time? I don't know. I think, yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, this is supposed to be about astrology. Um, like I said earlier, I don't, I can't say it better than David Palmer, the Leo King. So go and check out his latest video on YouTube from Sedona. It's really good. I think it's like um, titled All Signs the Week of... What, what day are we on? Yeah, 11th of November to the 18th, I believe. And it's about a half an hour video, but it's so inspiring and it's so kind of real. And he's obviously like, he said he's just taken a bit of a break and you can really feel that from his energies that he really is in a much better place. And he works so hard, he seems to anyway, that I think um, it's nice and it's good that, you know, people that are connected to... <laughs> to the collective like so much so often that they do take a bit of downtime and they do take a bit of time to look after themselves and I think this new moon in Scorpio is very much take good care of yourself as well you know remember to look after your needs and your look after your moon sign look at your moon sign to see where you can give yourself a sense of comfort in these really challenging times because this really does feel like the darkest week of the year if I'm completely honest and if I haven't said that a hundred times already um, and that there is light at the end of it as we reach this new moon in Scorpio and move into you know this this whole next phase so with that said I'm going to wrap this episode up um, thanks for listening as always and I'll speak to you all again really soon take care much love and goodbye